0: Welcome to From Uniforms to Unicorns. This podcast is all about our experience as female corrections officers, our challenges, our triumphs, and our transitions out of the career.
1: Lauren and I have always had a significant bond. Friends, moms, and business owners that happened to be in prison. Life attempted to separate us, but we always found a way back to each other. through huge life milestones, tragedy, and random text messages saying, I thought of you today. I thought of
0: we know there's huge curiosity surrounding these topics, and we aren't the only ones that struggle. There are also incredible stories just waiting to be shared, and we want this to be a safe place for us and you to talk about the often unspoken world of correction. Grab a coffee, head out on a walk, or just take a break. Let me warn you, we have no idea what we're doing. From uniforms to unicorns. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Good. I'm excited about today.
1: Yeah. Today, it's going to be pretty fun. So, today yeah. we're here with Susan Hare. She's a CX2 from FBI. She's got 21 years in the service. So, welcome to the podcast, Susan. We're so excited to have you here.
2: Thank you, ladies.
1: <laughs> it's going to be fun. I can't wait. So, um, I'm just, we're just going to ask a few questions and I'm going to start, what led you to Corrections?
2: So how I got into corrections is I remember one of my girlfriends, she went to go renew her passport and we were in downtown Vancouver in the passport building. And I was just waiting behind her while she was, she's doing her thing. And I look up against this wall and there's just a little piece of paper with like little rippets with phone numbers on it. And I turn around and I, and I ended up just ripping off one of the phone numbers. And that's how I ended up calling and finding out this was corrections. And that's how I actually got in. It was a, it was like one of those, just, you just rip off the little tag. Like I need a roommate.
0: Here's my phone yeah, number. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much. And there was, there was no advertisement back then. I, I didn't go online. I didn't do no fancy applications. That <laughs> didn't even exist then, really. It, 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 it didn't, it didn't, honestly, it, it totally did I don't even think I knew what fucking email was back then because I, didn't, I never sent emails. I didn't have friends that had computers to send emails to. And I remember I just ripped off the number and I called and next thing you know, they, they call me to come in. And it, it all started like that. And I, and that's how I ended up pretty much. That's how I officially got into corrections, even though it was going to be one of my stepping stones. Like I was just thinking about it. Little did I know I was going to be in a passport building and someone's going to go put a thumbtack in a piece of paper. And I was going to be like, Oh, this is my future.
0: <laughs> Great. Off of a little yeah. rip it sign. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. That's yeah. Awesome.
1: awesome. Yeah. What year did you start? Uh, 1999. And how old were you? Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Wow. Yeah. And wh- where did you start in BC? Like at at F- no FBI wasn't around yet, right? No, no. I started at Mattsway Institution, which was
2: uh, a male uh, penitentiary.
1: Okay. And so, tell us about your experiences right from the start, like from 1999 when you when you started. So
2: <laughs> I st- started going from male to female, obviously very, very different. Uh, but when I first came into corrections, I was, um, it was a little bit of a, of a shock. Um, more of because growing up, I kind of lived very sheltered. So I learned about drugs in prison. I learned about, uh, you know, all the bad things in prison. I had never um, done weed or like, you know, seen cocaine. And uh, even though I grew up in East Vancouver, which is pretty much like the bad part of town out here, (laughs) but I I was never around it. I think I was always just around like the sporty kids that just never touched that stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I was in prison, I'd see rolled up tinfoil or I'd see like a spoon with residue. I'd kind of be like, oh, okay. And just kind of be like, I guess that's just whatever. You know, yeah, part of part of part of leftover dinner <laughs> in tinfoil. Little do we know they're they're getting high off whatever's in the tinfoil. But yeah. um I, I learned very quickly of what to look for and what not to touch and what to stay away from. Um so in that sense, I learned a lot. I you could pretty much say I grew up in prison because yeah. I there was a lot of things that I, I, I was so sheltered from. Um, but also the other side of that, I got a lot of um you could say uh I would say more of the older uh, generation kind of looking at me as in a female being in um, a male prison. Like, what are you doing here? And mm-hmm. also uh, being a woman of color kind of like, Oh, I would always get the ask- question asked, do your parents even know you work in a prison? Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's kind of like, <laughs> a, you know, don't, don't you think you should be like, I don't know, a doctor, a lawyer, a nurse. Yeah. Or... Right? My mom would always say to me, you should be a librarian. And I used to say to her, I'm the loudest child. Does it look like I could work?
0: Can I, does it look like I could work in a library? Come
2: on. Don't
0: all our moms want us to do that though? Kind of. I like, know. Exactly. Yeah, Karen and I talk about like my mom openly talks about like asking me to leave when I find out that I'm going to be a corrections officer. Cause I didn't find out till I got to training. And my mom was just like, "Please don't! I'll pay you not to do that." (laughs) Exactly. A a funny story
2: is: so my mom's an immigrant, so she has an accent. And when people would say, "Oh, what does your daughter do?" Um, her accent would be collections. So people like, (laughs) "Oh, she works for a collection agency," and my mom would be like. Yes yes and she wouldn't even correct them cuz she was almost embarrassed that my my daughter works in a prison like oh my god it's so <laughs> yeah. like you know it's it's not like a female job like she works with all these you know killers and men and blah blah so she'd always say collections and they'd be like oh so she works for a collection agency you know where they go de- <laughs> debt collectors and she's like yes, yes yes collections collections and I'm like oh my god <laughs> so there's my little uh, that's know, awesome. that's awesome, that <laughs> I'm is awesome. My, yeah I'm throwing my family to the wolves but yeah that's exactly but right now obviously she's so proud of me but when I first started it was definitely she thought it was just a phase and she thought I'd snap, snap out of it real quick. But now that she, you know, she figures out it's a government job and, you know, I'm doing well and, and I like it and I enjoy it. She obviously learns that, you know, if I respect it and I love it, then she's got to respect my decisions too, right? To stay with it.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and squeeze amends, is it a medium or? Mu-
2: it's a multi. It's, it, it, oh. it used to be when I started, it was multi, but now it's
1: a medium. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's an Abbotsford as well. Right.
2: Yes, we are actually right across the street. FBI is located right across the street.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So then tell us, so you, how many years did you do in the men's prison?
2: So I did roughly, I'd want to say 14. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: And then what uh, prompted you to, to uh, transfer to a women's prison?
2: So in between, I went into teaching. So I did block training, um, where I went and taught correctional officers how to do all the self-defense and all that. So I did that for a couple of years. And then uh, when I was doing that, I kind of had a feeling I didn't want to go back to um, the men's prison. I wanted to try something new. And that's when I kind of veered off and went into um, FBI. And I was like, you know what? I got to try something new. And even though when I started my career, I said to myself, I will never work in a woman's jail. I said, that's the first thing that came out of my mouth. And people that would come through training, they're like, oh, you got to come to FBI. you love it. I'm like, I'll never be, you'll never see me inside of a woman's prison, ever. Yeah. Um... Well, but the thing is, besides ERT, so I am part of the woman's ERT, but I was like, you'll never see me working there. It just won't happen. Huh. You know what <laughs> yeah. I said?
0: I said I'd never date another corrections officer. And I did date yeah. one for a little while and then I learned <laughs> yeah. my lesson. And uh, yeah, didn't do that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just don't put those out there. It's like, you know, don't yeah, ever the, world, never, they, the yeah. universe will test you as soon as you say, I will never yeah. date, or I'll yeah, never that's do, right. Or it's
2: it's like putting that tattoo of that lover on your body, and next thing you know,
1: break up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like almost like a jinxie, right? <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So,
1: 1999, you did you where did you do your core training in BC, or do you have to go somewhere nope, so else? I,
2: I did it in BC and, it, and I did it in Mission. So, yeah, back Mission? then, they, it, it was just like a little like uh, office
1: buildings pretty much, and um, that's where we did it okay and then you said so you were in the women's ERT the emergency response team while you were employed with the men's prison or what did that come after
2: so yeah no while I was employed with the men's prison I uh, put in for the women's um, ERT team okay. and we were, we were we were allowed to do that yeah Oh, that's cool. Very cool. That pretty much the day they opened up and they figured out that they needed a team, that's the day I applied. So I've been with FBI ERT from day one.
1: Oh wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know you could do that, but I mean
0: why wouldn't you be able to, I guess, right? I guess so,
1: right? Especially because we where we were, it was a female jail, right? And there wasn't, well, the men's max, but it's not like it's far away. If it was across the street though,
0: (laughs) we could have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Fraser Valley probably learned from IFW. You're gonna need a team right away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh, wait for our team. You're gonna yeah, exactly. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So what was the biggest difference going from the men's to the women's?
2: Oh my God. So this is where I want to totally be honest, but I'll be half honest.
0: Okay. Don't <laughs> no, be fully honest. We love be fully it. honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is where,
2: well, for for one. I feel like just work, like a, a day in the life of a, a workday, men are so much more physically draining and women are emotionally draining. Yeah. Sure. So you work, in a, you work in a man's prison, you know, um, PPA goes off, you're constantly going and running to somebody who's, um, you know, they're either, either into a fight or they're in somebody's face and we're responding to that. Uh, with working with women, it wasn't so much of a physical, the fights on, it was more of like, okay, we respond and she's having an emotional breakdown or uh, it's a self-harm or it's more stuff like that. So for, for me, I almost felt like coming home from FBI, I was more drained because it was more of like an emotional drain. Unlike physical, you kind of go, you, you respond, you figure it out, you, you do your thing and that's it. It's done. It's time to write reports. But standing for hours and hours and hours talking to somebody about, uh, you know, what's going on in their head and, and trying to, you know, not fix it, but try to make it better is was way more draining for me.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm, I'm a woman. We love to talk. Like, mm-hmm. you think that that would be my forte. I wanted to like not talk more like slit my wrist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> After it's so like, many hours. I <laughs> I, know, I remember us like, like uh, I'll yeah. string up too, right? Yeah, I- I- we'd
0: be sat in there talking yeah. to each other, hiding it's- it, like pretending to. Yeah. I know, it's like, it's
2: like, I understand that you want to do that, but I felt like, like, how first of all, for me to go into a woman's prison, I, someone should have put a muzzle on my face because I have no filter. So, you know, someone's doing something stupid. I'd be like, oh, really? Like, just show me that you're telling me the truth. Let's see this. You're totally lying. Let's do it. But yeah, the same thing It's like, oh, you want to slit your wrist? Well, so do I, because you just won't shut up. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And you have to be professional, but in your head, obviously you're thinking all these things. I mean, we all do and yeah. if you say you don't, you're lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually, there was a an inmate one time and she wanted to, um, and I, I'm pretty good at keeping things in my head, but you know, you get annoyed to the point where it's like, whatever. So they were supposed to go outside and then to the shower. And I explained to her, like, it's outside, then the shower. And she was like, no, I just want to shower. I just want to shower. And I remember my supervisor was standing behind me and I was just so annoyed with this chick because she just wouldn't, she was always yapping and whatever so then she came out and she's like okay I want to go outside now and I'm like you're not going outside now and it was that that power trip thing that they yeah. want to see yeah. if you'll give in and yeah, I was yeah. like no and she's like oh, yeah whatever she's mad and I'm like I already told you and then I said well I guess you're fucked aren't you and my supervisor was like right behind me and like dragged me out like yeah, say yeah. That shit. I'm like I just did and I don't care yeah <laughs>
1: Like, I was you, so can't think frustrated. It, you can't say
2: it. <laughs> well, it it's it's true but it's the littlest things like you think they're like you know sometimes you got to be really sensitive but same thing when the first time you i oc uh inmate in and obviously the, we all know what the reactions of oc are right like you know you feel like you can't breathe so she's screaming i can't fucking breathe and i'm just like oh, you're breathing fine. Cause you're screaming right in my face. And at that time, I remember one of my leaders pulled me aside and said, can you have a little bit of fucking compassion? Like don't be screaming badder. We just sprayed her, her nostrils and her face are pretty much like blood red. And you're just saying, oh no, you're breathing fine. You're going to be like, right? cause obviously her mental state was not in the right place. Right. And here I'm just like, oh no, no, it's easier said than done. Right. It's like, oh no, you'll be fine.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay. What else was different? Um, well, I, for the, the good part that I loved is the staff at FBI are, are, just amazing. Um, you didn't have the same bitter jaded, uh, walk, like they, like, do you know what I mean like they more positivity. And I, I don't know if it's because when I came to Fraser Valley, people weren't eating, living and breathing corrections. They mm-hmm. actually had hobbies and they liked doing things outside and, and they were, it was just different. So that part I, I loved because I wasn't like, around constant people that just suck the life out of you. So Mm -hmm. that was very different. Cause for us, I remember when we'd work, we'd do a seven day stretch. And then on day seven, it'd be beers at the bar. And, uh, you know, we'd sit there and talk about our seven days of bullshit that we dealt with. Unlike when I come to FBI, you know, you, you go on your days off and you don't see anybody until you come back on your days on unless you yeah. were hanging out with them or your friends. Right. So I love that, that people had stuff going on outside of their life and they didn't let CSC consume them. And I think with, I don't know, maybe it's just different because I worked with more men than women and they, and men just want to talk about it. Like, Oh yeah, man, do you remember when we went in there and we just like, you know, dog piled the guy and it was like 10 days of let's talk about the dog pile. It's like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. we're not going to all whip out our, you know, what's and throw them on the table. And now compare, we get that <laughs> you, you got into a little scuffle <laughs> right, boo boo got a little boo boo, and let's move on. Yeah, and yes. uh, and, and that's the thing, right? They, everybody kind of wants to peacock about it, and that was a little bit hard because I mean I've been in, in situations where I have, uh, you know, where I used to find things, um, like for example, a needle. I don't even know if I should be saying this because I don't know if who's going to hear about it. That. might even know i'm talking about them but we were doing a cell search and i remember the guy physically ripped the needle right out of my hand and we're running to the cm and going look what we found and blah 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 Uh... I'm like, you know what winner winner chicken dinner take it i don't even care at the end Mm -hmm. of the day you want to be the hero we're just here to do a certain but it was stuff like that it was kind of like they would all get all like you know pumped up that you know we're finding drugs and we're doing this which is great but it shouldn't consume you it's not the whole job, it's just part of your job, mm-hmm. right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, we, we we often say to our guests, like, some people are still in, some have left. And we say, like, why do you stay? Like, what is that thing that you find that uh, you protect your mental health, you protect all that stuff? So it's good to hear, because um, when we start, when Lauren and I started, it was that 7374, and we would go mm-hmm. out, like all the, the, the days off with our crew, we were on cruise, right? We'd be with our crew. yeah. And then um, even during the week, cause you'd have the Tuesday off and no one else would. So you're like, do you guys want to go to a movie? And it was just, we were together yeah. all the time. So, yeah. yeah.
0: But we love, but, but then when we talk about it, we're like, Oh my gosh, we loved that. That was like, yeah. yeah. But then you also see there's, there's deficits to that too. Right. And yeah. that's, that's the, that's all you talk yeah. about, all you do. Right. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. It, you, you almost get like that CSC culture, right. Where, you know, like they say that where you have stuff in common with people. So you're going to hang out with those people and they're, they're the only ones that understand of what your day consisted of. Yeah. Right. It's, it's hard to kind of like get away from that. Cause sometimes when the only people that understand you are the people that you work with, that's who you, that's your comfort zone. I mean, <laughs> I have friends outside of CSE that love to talk about, hey, what do you do in your job, right? And I remember one time just saying, oh, uh, one of the guys smashed up his TV, and I think one of my girlfriends just fell on the floor with her mouth open and said, they have TVs? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, since 1984, when the first riots, and we had to keep them busy, it's like, but she was just complete shock, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut now, because if I continue to say, oh, they have this, and this, and this, Mm. she's probably going to have a heart attack. Exactly, (laughs) Oh, they can order
0: for from london drugs they can get their makeup yeah. in from
2: you know like, yeah. and like what <laughs> and and they they have i know a lot of my friends they have the version the american version of what i work in right mm-hmm. and i and i kind of love that because it keeps the suspense i'm like oh yeah we deal with all of that mm-hmm. little do they know it's like no it's not even nothing like it's the not, States. Cl- not even no. close right mm-hmm. no <laughs> And Hello. you know what, as much as we, uh, be thankful, it's so it's not I nasty. know. to right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe I it could thankful. be
2: 10 times worse. It totally Absolutely.
0: It
1: totally yeah.
0: So okay. what do you do, uh, to protect your mental health as someone in corrections who, who seems to like, be like, Oh, I am I'm, I'm very aware of, you know, protecting myself as when you're like, Oh, I noticed instantly it was a physical drain as opposed to an emotional drain. So what do you do? What's <laughs> something you, things you do? Um, I usually just drink and self-harm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally kidding.
1: <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, there's
2: <laughs> some days I'm
0: sure, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what, if we're really going to be honest here, like, come on, <laughs> I'm Absolutely. Doing, I'm doing. but you know what I, for me, it's always been, um, to keep active. Um, I I'm always on the go. So I always have to just keep myself uh, busy in that sense. Um, I mean, with the pandemic happening and COVID and everything shutting down, obviously it, it, it was really hard on me, but, um, that that's kind of where I found the struggles of not being able to get out and like let off steam or whatever. But for me, it's just basically working out, you know, getting fresh air and, and, and that's pretty much it. I don't meditate because I don't have the patience. I've had people put, put me in closets and say, calm your mind. I'm like, I can't do it. And I know that's such a cliche thing to say. Is like, Oh, I meditate and I do this. No, I don't meditate. I actually cannot sit still for more than a minute. Mm yeah so yeah for me it's just working out getting a good sweat on
1: perfect oh that's awesome. good that's yeah. good yeah so tell us what are some things that you wish you knew before you started in corrections i know you were saying like you wanted to go into policing and obviously like you're in corrections now but what are things you wish you knew before you started um i know it's, well it's a uh, yeah, hard it,
2: uh, yeah yeah because Cause I pretty much grew up like it, it, in corrections. Like I, everything I was taught, like I, you know, you get burned once and you figure out, Oh, okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do, do that. that again. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think for me, I, I wouldn't probably. Um, I would probably have to say not be so, I don't want to say open, but not so trusting like with uh, with everybody around me. Right. Like it, you know, you come into corrections and you're just like, you know, you make friends and you think that you have a connection and you wouldn't just yeah. throw your life story to every, cause people like, I don't know if it's cause of the environment that we work in, but there's, I know that we're, you know, we're supposed to be all sensitive and stuff towards people's needs. But I mean, a lot of times I, they're, they're even being exposed to like racism and sexism in in, 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 we're starting off in a men's jail. You think the people that have your back don't have your back. And I wish yeah. that coming in, and I, I wish I just kind of had my guard up with more people and kind of just went in quietly. And, and um, even though I did, but like, I just wish I didn't open up to, to people so, so quickly and freely, just because we had a connection of working well, in
1: together. At, and that's, that's a big one. Because a lot of times, like you're on midnights with people, and it's just you and that other person. And so yeah. you are spilling your guts to someone and you don't, you think you're friends, right? And then, yeah you know, that person leaves or whatever, and you never talk to them again. And you're like, oh, they know some deep, dirty things about me, right? Yeah. (laughs)
0: And and I can share an experience with that, too. Because I had a supervisor that was a CX2 forever. We worked together significantly. And then she became uh, a supervisor and used some of those things against me. And I was like, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, I told you those as a friend and as a coworker, not as my supervisor at the time. Um, so yeah, that's, that's crappy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to divulge and then have it um, come back and and not haunt you, but I mean, come back and bite you in the butt at some point. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, do you have another question, Sharon? I'm was going to ask her something and then I, nope. I totally lost it. I totally oh. lost it. <laughs> Uh,
2: I I have that effect on people
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna ask something I totally totally lost it but
1: it's all good I I wanted to ask if
0: you want to share
1: some of your experiences um you 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 brought up the racism and this and the sexism um I'm a, a woman of color as well and I just wanted to know uh, a little bit about that, if you could share, if you want to, some of your experiences with that, uh, when you started in the men's prison more, and if you still experience any of that now in the women's prison, or I guess in 2021. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, when I first start,
2: yeah, when I, like I said, when I first started, a lot of questions were, um, do, you, do your parents know that you work in corrections in a jail? Uh, what are you doing here? Like, kind of like, you don't belong here. Why are you even here? right? Mm-hmm. Did you, and, was uh, there
0: other women working there at the time or was it? Well, f- uh,
2: at the time when I first started, there was only two, uh, women of color and, but one worked in, um, like a finance department. So I was pretty much the only one that was oh, uh, a guard. Oh, wow. And then, um, shortly after, um, one of the, um, the girls that's good friends with me now, she came three months after, but, um, and, and it would be weird because we'd, we'd walk down, um, the ranges or whatever. And people would say to us like, Oh, there goes the Brown girls. And it's kind of like, um, well, we see two white girls walking down. No one ever says, <laughs> Oh, there goes the two white girls. But yeah. we would get that lots. It would yeah. be like, it'd be like, and you know, it's just comments like that. And you're just like, I, I don't understand. Like I, I grew up in, um, Neighborhoods where I don't think I was exposed to it as much until I got into corrections, and I was like, "Why is this such a big deal?" And what a bigger deal was is being a woman and working in a in a male dominated environment. Like that was a huge thing. A lot of men would say to me, "Like, what are you doing here? Like, why, 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 why?" It's kind of like they wanted they wanted the backstory. Like, what are you really trying to get into? Or is this just like you're just wasting our time? Because there was there was older um, officers or. The ones that were around for a while they wouldn't talk to you until you at least had a year or two years in so you could be sitting on a post with them for eight hours and they wouldn't acknowledge you unless you had two years in and it's it was because they didn't want to waste their time because they just thought oh you're just coming in for a hot minute and you'll be off to your actual real job or you're going to become a parole officer you're just here to waste my time and I don't train people like you so um those are the kind of things that I just, I was so confused. Cause I'm like, before that I worked in all men, like I worked as a security guard and I had like, I worked as, you know, I had, I was working always with men. I never had an issue. Like no one ever said, Oh, why are you here? And then you so as soon as you go into corrections, it was like that question. I didn't know how to answer it. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I belong here. Yeah. <laughs> like my mouth is just as filthy as yours. Asshole. I work <laughs> here. Like I, I, I can say the same things that you can. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I wasn't timid or shy when I, when I worked in that environment, I felt like, um, you know, and I didn't feel like I had to be overbearing either and show that, you know, I'm so like, you know, manly too. I was just being me. And I kind of just, and that's the way I just got through, you know, my years there, which I was, was a good feeling, but people were always kind of like, you know, like, what are you doing here? Like Mm. I feel like I feel like I fit in just great. (laughs) I think I'm an I think I'm an asset to this company. (laughs)
0: You're welcome. Yeah, exactly.
2: I could teach you a thing or two. Mm -hmm. But also, like uh, I know this is going a little bit off track, but um, do do you guys have did you guys have BCs out there like behavior counselors? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I say that because um, working in men's jails, like the support was almost a zero. Like we, you know, no one from outside agencies would come in to support maybe the odd psychologists, stuff like that. But another thing that was the difference between there and FBI is um, FBI. Like as soon as they said, Oh yeah, blah, 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 a behavioral counselor. And I'm like, Oh, what's that? Like, wow. The support in women's uh, institutions is way more than you would ever see in men's, which was, uh, you know, for me, I was just like, wow like people actually care like i didn't know what mental health was until mm-hmm. i started until i started the fbi mm-hmm.
0: wow because
2: even growing up as soon as you threw that word mental out and and once again right i come from uh, a family that's you know culturally like you know strict and everything else And as soon as you throw mental out they think oh my god you're crazy right <laughs> yeah. but it, it, like you, no no one's even wanna, wants to hear that word but as soon as i remember coming to fbi mental health was such a big uh, part of their, uh, institution and the way that they, you know, helped and brought in extra resources was amazing. And I was just like, wow. And that's where I kind of was like, oh, I wonder why, how can men don't get the same? And that's mm-hmm. when I started kind of figuring out that, okay, obviously men and women are different. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there's
0: a statistic that I don't actually have the real numbers for at this time, and I'm sure they've changed, but to keep a woman incarcerated for a year was like $130,000. And to keep a yeah. man was like 70. Yeah. It was like almost like a hundred percent. It was crazy. I'm like, holy crap. And that's the support uh, and the resources.
2: On the flip side of that, even if a woman's not in prison, we're really that high maintenance. Yeah, okay? that's true.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't get my hair and nails done, as you can tell, but I have
0: friends and
2: those bitches, I'm telling you, they are
1: costly. <laughs>
2: the prices do go up. So, like, we would say
0: we would totally say that's just in tampons
2: and, <laughs> yeah. and,
0: and like yeah capsy during their period. So,
2: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly,
0: right?
2: 100%. <laughs> Hook me up with some twinkies, sister. <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Cool. Good. Good. I'm uh, I love hearing the I always love hearing the difference between the men's and the women's and Sharon did the opposite. She went from a women's to a men's, so that was Yeah.
1: Extremely yeah, different was... for
0: her. <laughs> but but also even working like I feel like
2: in a men's prison, we're not really utilized that much, right? Whether it comes to, or back then when it came to strip searches or anything like that, you know, they, they, we didn't, they didn't really need us as much, but I feel like in women's prisons, men aren't needed. Like it's yeah. more of kind of like, but when I see the, the, the effects of what a woman does in a, in a situation, just by standing there and how she can almost calm down a situation in men's, Uh, jail, I feel like the men in our prison do the same in our environment where if two women are going at it, they almost calm down as soon as the man walks in the room. So mm-hmm. it, I, I also see that like when, you know, I could be working on a range and, and inmates are all up in my face and just be rude, and obnoxious. And as soon as a male comes onto the, you know, pod, all of a sudden the tone is lower and they're talking in that, oh, hello, officer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I obviously I'm chopped liver over here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, true. you know, you know, it, the, definitely sometimes <laughs> it just changes. It's almost like that kid. And as soon as mommy mm-hmm. and daddy come into the room, like, you know, your tone changes. But I, I feel like we had a lot of different, like a, as soon as a woman would come into you know two men fight fighting and she'd be like break it up it's almost like yeah they break it up and like I'm like you know some guys run in there and they do that and you know they're just kind of like yeah fuck you we're dealing with it like you know you can just back up
0: yeah so like sure. when you walked on the range with Brendan and everybody was like oh Brendan's here and I'm like yeah oh god are like I'll <laughs> yeah,
1: just I'll just leave them I'll okay <laughs> <now>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody awesome. loved him everybody yeah. loved him it was like if, if shit was going down it's like where's Brendan yeah was... exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's but true it's that though that's exactly feminine energy yes. too right
2: Yeah, 100%, 100% it's almost like they kind of like they respond better right or they're, they're on their best behavior they want to change they don't want to be looking like that asshole in front of the males in or front, exactly like, yeah or looking like an asshole in front of the females right so it's mm-hmm. a, definitely that's another thing I kind of picked up on I'm like oh okay I get it next time I need to get some male partners up in here so these bitches can tone it down
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> exactly absolutely oh good awesome
0: absolutely uh are you gonna ask about are we gonna ask about gratitude what it, yeah sure you, have you, you haven't held up the timer yet where are we? I'm
1: going to right. I was gonna right okay. now so we're good okay Go ahead, oh, Lauren. Let, let me know when you're going to pull me off the stage. No, I no, know. <laughs> we, we have a hook for that. We're like, you're done.
0: I just, I just hit stop and you're gone. And uh, you're gone. <laughs> and I'm like
2: still talking.
0: Like, yeah, whatever. I mean, damn, these girls are quiet. <laughs> so we're, we're interested to know because we ask everybody who comes on the podcast, like, what are you grateful for in your experience um, in Corrections?
2: Well, okay. So I am grateful for so many things. First of all, I'm grateful that I actually have a this a great job. Like as much as we complain about this job, like I know everybody does it. Um, I'm so grateful that I have it because it's what puts the bread and butter on my table. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I could, I always think about the jobs that I could have. Right. And that puts me right back into a reality check. Uh, I always say to a lot of people that I usually hear bitching about corrections are all oh, yeah this that and the other. It's like you have to understand we get paid for the one percent of what we might have to do, like mm-hmm. that that possibility of might have to respond to a riot, might have to respond to a you know a fill um, uh, altercation, not for the ninety nine percent of what we do all day every day at, on our shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So when we bitch and complain, it's like, yeah, we're getting paid for that 1%. So 1%, it might be that day that you have to go. And that's when your paycheck is worth every friggin' penny. Mm-hmm. So I'm right. um, definitely grateful for, for my job. I'm grateful for all the people that I've met in my 21 years. Like I've met some amazing, amazing people. Um, Jamie definitely being one of them. I mean, she's my two IC of my uh, ERT. So, I mean, a lot of things that I've learned, I'm, I'm, I pretty much grew, like I said, I've said this over and over again, I grew up in correction. So the people around me, I'm so grateful for them. I'm so grateful for my, I can go on forever for my family no, being support, supportive. Please do, yeah. like just continue to be supportive of me being in, in this environment. Um, even after having a child, right. You think your kid's going to look at you and be like, Oh mom, like, what do you do? Like, you know, can't you be mm-hmm. cool and, you know, go do this and do that. But you know, yeah, even though my kid thinks my job is super, super cool, but you know, you just never know. Like you, um, we always try to be those people pleasers, right? Like, it is what it is. But I'm so grateful for the people around me. If it wasn't for the people around me, I think I honestly would be a miserable, you know what? I think they're the ones that keep me going. And when, you know, you have that feeling of, oh, you know, I'm actually making people proud or I feel good about my job. I feel, you know, healthy, happy. I'm I'm so grateful for everything. I'm, I'm happy that I haven't, you know, curled up into a ball and yeah. slit my wrist <laughs> right it always yeah. comes back to wrist slitting oh <laughs> well, and and that especially during this pandemic like hello let's be grateful that we have a job that you know it's we're always going to be there's always going to be criminals out there we're always going to be employed right like I, mm-hmm. you have to be grateful for that so yes. I can pretty much just, you can put a muzzle on me whenever you want, but I, uh, yeah, no, uh, you know, keep if, going. For, Cause yeah. The, the people in my, in my life, 100%, if it wasn't for them, I, I don't know. I, I you know, it's like a, it's like a 50, 50, right. People always say to me, they're like, you're in corrections. They're like, you're always so bubbly and happy and giddy. Like how you don't seem like you're in corrections because we've met people mm. in corrections and they seem like they're depressed and just negative, And they're always got just negative things to say. Right. And I said, you know what? I just never took my work home with me. I never did. Mm-hmm. I never uh, overthought anything to the point of where I was going to lose sleep over. it, And I never, ever uh, brought that into my personal my or, or my home life, because I think that's what slowly just picks at us. And mm-hmm. that's what slowly kills you inside. Mm-hmm. And always, uh, you know, if you know something's wrong, put, put yourself in check immediately, right? Um, don't let things linger and let them go on. Just be grateful that you have people around you, that if you're not putting yourself in check that they are,
1: right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's why we we go on and on about because we believe or I believe that it's a it's a mindset. So when that light bulb goes off for you and some people, it it never does. And those, those are never our people, right? We just, I'm not into that draining negativity either so it's like it's it's the mindset that changes it's it's a game changer for lots of people and other people just never see that right Mm they they focus on it's easy to complain so they you can focus
0: on that right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I like for me I think the light bulb went off after I left Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the things that I did after I left were like oh if I would have done this in corrections yeah, I might still be there. But that's not, that's not who I was. Um, I was young and didn't even know I'd signed up to be a corrections officer, to be honest. And, mm-hmm. you know, just changing the way that I and I, and I felt like so influential at that point, because I was so young that it was like, oh, this is how it is. Um, not and not having a mind of my own. And being like, oh, we just hate our jobs. <laughs> just how it is. That's just what yeah, we do Yeah, that's here. the way it is.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah ima- imagine being around uh, men and women that constantly just say, I hate my job, I hate my life. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you know what? I wanna, I'm gonna start doing that too. Cause that, you know, you you hang around when you hang around those people all the time, you just become one of them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we definitely, and I try to stay away from that. I mean, I, I we still have it till this day where people constantly, you know, think like that, but that's on them. I, I don't ever want to take on their, you know, baggage yeah. and be like, oh, you know, because I'm not a, f- a fixer-upper. Like, it's kind of like every each to their own, right? And mm-hmm. um, You either make the best of it or you don't. And that's why we say, I was like, if you are that miserable, find another job. Mm-hmm. Like, there is so much out there. But for you to sit here and bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch and bitch, it's, it will not ever change anything. But those are, the, those are the same people that will never find another job That's because exactly it's, it. it's it's easier to sit there and bitch and complain about the okay. stupidest things. I'm like, we could be out there laying tar and cement in the freezing cold. Like, wake up, bitch. You're sitting on a nice chair in, air con- in an air-conditioned office with a goddamn computer in front of you, access to Google, like, seriously. And you're going to complain about, uh, you know this that and the other that's when I have to sit there and you know just you got to do one of these
0: <laughs> or just get up and walk away and be like yeah yeah exactly. I think yeah. Take on. Yeah. yeah I hear yeah. you I I yeah. I wish that was something that I did know um going into or during uh and not that everyone I worked with was negative because that is not the truth but I mm-hmm. found I like took those things on and then yeah. carried them with me and I I would always say like Go in today and be positive. Go in today and be positive. And like in the first ten minutes, I'm like, I don't have the energy to be positive. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it it is tough, right? Like, yeah. um, Mm -hmm. And it's not an easy job, like you said. Like there, but there, it's not all hard either. There are days that are easy, and there are days that are like really extra, extra hard. Um, Yeah. But but being grateful for the learning experiences that come from those hard ones too, right? And I step back and I think, God. You know, I learned how to, um, to talk to people. I learned how to build relationships I, really quickly, um, outside mm-hmm. of corrections, just from learning those, you know, mouth, mouth skills, I call them because in a women's prison, that's pretty much all we have until we absolutely have to do something else and yeah. get the tools to do that if we have them at the time. So, mm-hmm. So cool, so cool. So, are you staying? You're staying till you're so twenty. Yeah, you're
1: 21 years in the service. Are you staying for the 25?
2: (laughs) Well, I'll still be so young, and I can do so many more. Uh, You know what? For for the same girl who said I'll never step foot in a woman's prison, I honestly could probably see myself retiring here. But I do. I would like to go work at one more jail before I retire. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and this sounds so weird. And I know it's like, it's such an ass backwards thing to say, but I would love to work at a mat. actually I, my dream, which I know I'll never accomplish because I can't speak French, but would love to go work at the shoe. <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm I wouldn't mind uh you know just getting a taste of the max on my way out even though that could break me
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> maybe maybe come back in five years and interview me again and I'll be all mm. miserable you know smoking my cigarettes and <laughs> looking all <laughs> at haggard and shit and you be like oh my god what
1: happened we're what gonna happened? say we told you not to go to the max yeah. <laughs> we said it yeah. then what, yeah. what
2: intrigues you about the math? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I don't know. I, I think I, I always wanted to have it a part of like, just, you know, to try all the different levels. And I, maybe I should have done it instead of coming to FBI first, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, I'm just one of those people because I've said it, I, I need to complete it. I need to do yeah. it. Even, even if it's for a hot day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. I'll, I'll, should,
1: they should set something like that up. You just spend the day there. You spend the day yeah. here and Yeah like at the end. Does so Fraser day, Valley like, no. have,
0: they don't have Max. They do. Women. Well, yeah, they, yeah. But okay. yeah, I'm
1: talking about like, like a Max penitentiary,
2: kind of like just, it's all Max, right? So gotcha. like, uh, you know, pretty much it's like the, the complete shit show, not
0: just part of it.
1: <laughs> Got <Gotcha>. you. <laughs> <Gotcha. laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not awesome. just part
0: of it. I love that. I love yeah. That. <laughs> you want like 500 shit shows, not just 14. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I, st- I guess I still want the thrill. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no and that, that's that's part of the job too you don't go into that job unless you like yeah. uncertainty um yeah. right in, in your career yeah. if you wanted certainty you'd work yeah as an accountant or
2: whatever yeah. <laughs> now, or, as un- yeah. or as a librarian <laughs> <Yeah>. as, <laughs> as my mother would say <laughs>
1: <laughs> but speaking of uncertainty I just want to ask you something you don't have to answer but I know that you um, we're a contestant on the amazing race, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. How was it? Cause I, that's so, uh, it's so cool, right? You're like a celebrity. <laughs> well,
2: it was definitely amazing. And like my mom, like actually, like my son says, he goes, mom, quit bragging. You were out by the commercial. Which I, <laughs> we were, by the time the second episode oh, premiered, kids. yeah, we, we were already uh, kicked out. We got, um, who'd you do it we with? Lost uh, I did it with one of my coworkers. Oh cool oh, wow. uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. And I picked her because uh, she uh, uh, born and raised in the Philippines. And I know this crazy bitch would eat a rat. If she had yeah. to, and I, and I look at all my other friends, and I, I, know, like, I look at i like Sharon, who yeah. would shave
0: their head if Sharon and I did exactly. It, yeah. It? my yeah, my, my, I yeah see, I would I'm with Sharon because she'll shave yeah.
2: her head. Oh, like the, the my coworker, I'm telling you, she would shave her head for twenty bucks, let alone a million, right? But and then I kind of looked at all my other friends, and no, no offense to any of my other friends that are actually going to be listening to this too, but I was like, you, <laughs> you bitches are just too bougie. Like yeah. I remember going away on. Like a vacation with them, and they're like, This water is warm. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're not gonna eat a tarantula for me. You're out. Yeah. Like, and, or you know what? If we're re- running late to catch a flight, I remember one of my girlfriends, she was like 10 feet behind me. I'm like, Oh God, I can't take you either. You care about out. Yeah. Yeah. I was already <laughs> prepping in my head, like, Oh, who should I pick? I gotta pick someone that's like off the hook like me and, and is willing to do everything and anything. Like, not even think about it. Be like, Oh yeah, sure, I'll eat that tarantula. I don't care if it's guts or porn out. <laughs> oh yeah. That's like
0: my new friend assessment thing. But I yeah. do-
2: exactly 100 so so that's the way I kind of you know weeded out my people to pick but yeah it was it was it was kind of easy because a lot of my friends are way too high maintenance so I was just like I gotta I gotta get somebody from the slums you
0: know somebody
2: that works in CSC with me and knows about, Ah. about what to do yeah
0: so cool okay so you didn't you didn't make it past the first episode what happened
2: yeah so we did the first episode and we lost against uh uh clearly the the cute guys that obviously you know they had to probably put them on a couple of more episodes further but no we actually uh uh it was like toe-to-toe it was seconds it was pretty much just running to the actual end uh, it was about it was like a selfie taking competition and clearly we can't take selfies and but, and, but it was but you know what they, it was it was selfies with a camera it wasn't even like with a phone and both of us are the most dumb techie people like yeah clearly you that can tell that I can do yeah I'm like when it comes to techie stuff I'm just like oh what's this so when you give me a canon camera to take a selfie I'm like uh yeah I don't know just take the picture <laughs> but yeah so that's where we kind of got we got punched we got punched out of off the, that but that's what kind of made us a little bit late to the finish line trying but to, try to
1: but that's yeah. cool you were actually yes like, got the yeah. cut to get on there because yeah. I wouldn't even get the cut they'd be like no thanks right yeah, and
0: you just yeah. got your own ice cream flavor I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> oh did you oh my god that's so exciting You're oh my god. you have all the things we would get on all, for sure I check all the
1: boxes <laughs> I can't swim though and I can, yeah
0: I can swim Let's, Hold on, can
2: we, hold on can we just go back to the ice cream flavor yeah what,
1: well, what's, what's the ice cream flavor well it's it's not like it's all the flavors i'm on the pint at this uh at calgary i'll just say village village ice creams in calgary i'm i'm on the diversity oh. pint because they oh yeah they were called out because there was you know not enough uh diversity on their pints so yeah um they sent a call out so i wrote in my little email i actually wrote it in with my family so my daughter and my partner they cut they cut them they said we just want you (laughs) my daughter's like what oh my god I love it I said yeah I'm on the pint so (laughs) go get some ice cream that's (laughs) awesome I love it
0: but uh, so what was the filming experience like because like we what we see is that what it is no yeah
2: well well they're they're pretty much got cameras right in your face so if I'm trying to basically we mutter under my tongue, you dumb bitch. Like pretty, they'll, they'll pick up on everything. Like you're mic, your, your, there's yeah. cameras in your face. Like they're pretty much right there the whole time. So, um, but the experience was like amazing at the end of the day, I was just like, wow, I don't think I, you know, it's my one thing I could say that, you know, And where did you guys start? At- where did you start? We started in, um, Montreal. I think it was, I think we oh, started in nice. Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's
1: so yeah. cool. I love it too.
2: And, uh, if I were to send you my, uh, our, our video that we sent in, uh, it, we pretty much, we had 45 minutes to the deadline and I propped up my iPhone on, uh, I think it was top of a garbage can. And I told my girlfriend, I go, you got to come over right now. We've got to post this. And we just went blah, blah, blah. And next thing you know, we put in for it and the guy calls me and I'm like, are you joking? Like, really? We looked like a hot mess. I, I think she, she looked like she rolled out of the garbage can. I looked like I came crawling out of my bed. And next thing you know, we're like sending in our video. And these guys, these guys are like, you guys are hilarious. And I'm like, oh my God, That's oh, I, so I, cool. I know I am. Yeah. That, I
0: always, I always said we need to put in, I, I actually, I think me and my dad would be hilarious because it would be like just fighting the whole time. People yeah. think we're right. But I'm also like, mm, I'm not, I don't eat things. So I'm yeah. like, uh, you got to be careful with who you pick for yeah. <laughs> that. Well, so you, cool. you know what? E- either you will get ripped apart
2: or you'll get closer together. So wh- yes. whoever you pick, but I actually, I'm still in contact with uh, like pretty much all of the uh, the, the, the racers and the, they're all amazing people, like really, really good people. Oh, so I'm kind of glad I met all those people as well and they're all scattered all over uh Canada which is you know great but yeah so it's really good experience for sure
0: Cool awesome. and corrections officers probably got like I I don't even know I didn't even know about it but I'm excited I'm going to go look um Yeah I'm
1: going to check it out too
0: Yeah but yeah to put corrections officers on there I think that's cool right like mm-hmm. to normalize oh, we
2: we did have the trolls and the haters on that of course on some of our facebook pages where they're like they're not even um correctional officers they're pw's and i'm like oh,
0: God. Oh. <laughs> yeah and i was like i don't that, 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 that actually means yeah. that i get paid the same amount as the yeah, do a cx exactly. more work
1: you do <laughs> exactly. yeah you do more exactly work.
0: I, I wasn't on the facebook i'm not on facebook so at the time when someone
2: was telling me that they that one of the trolls wrote that i'm like oh, wow, they're getting nasty out there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, God forbid we, you know, uh, you know, lift each other up and be happy that there's, you know, other yes. officers and guards on, on, on a show, even though we were out by the commercial. But, you know,
0: <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, come on. But at the same oh, time, it's like, ooh, PW, I've been called a lot worse than a PW, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, <yeah. laughs> you're like, that's all you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly, or that's, exactly. Like,
1: I always say that that's how you tell you made it when the haters start coming around, that's right? right? Yeah. Just dust yeah. them off. If that's all you yeah. got? Like, oh, you're yeah. a PW, right? <laughs>
2: oh, well, when I introduce myself, I don't even say officer hair or CX hair. I'm like, I'm amazing race. I'm that season, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome my, my mom till this day is like was that for work did you go for work because they kept on saying yeah they had you in your when we were looking at you on tv you were in your uniform and you they kept on saying correctional officers
0: I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> okay
1: that's, that's what, what I gotta deal just with. say yes mom it was for yeah. work right yeah
0: for my yeah. collections job yeah <laughs>
1: yeah
2: exactly <laughs> I should have been comedian I can get so much of my material from my
0: family for no, <laughs> the shit, shit
2: that I put up with
0: <laughs> oh that's awesome that's awesome oh, thank you so much yeah this was oh, thank you awesome. ladies yeah this is thank exciting. you we've only really interviewed people that we know so you're the first one yeah. that you didn't know uh personally, yeah. but it's exciting to get to know I you felt like you. we've all worked a shift together already. I feel like we've exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you love Jamie, then you love us. Like, we're oh, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that's true. She's yeah. definitely my, one of my faves. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, Same thank hair. you so much for being yeah. here. It was there thank anything you, you wanted
0: to end with or.
2: Um... No, no. Just thank you for having me. That's pretty much awesome. it. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for okay. being. Thank you ladies. Well, that's all for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at from uniforms to unicorns. Uh, on all podcast platforms Apple Spotify speaker all of those also feel free to subscribe you'll be notified of new episodes that come out and we always love a review also feel free to share with anybody you would enjoy we also want to send a big thank you to Jamie Green for being our podcast
1: editor and to Jeff Bale at third hell music for our soundtrack
0: thanks again everyone have a great day love Lauren and
1: Sharon